everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ranma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 318. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the geek stuff, fandom, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. Who is subbing in for Mako-chan because she went missing in action or something like that. Don't worry. No! We, 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 left the, we left the box out with the, with, and we taped a CD player to it and a speaker to it playing the theme from Metal Gear Solid. So she'll return. We know how to trap her. She's out burying bodies somewhere. Well, the only body that she should be out burying is Governor Chris Christie, so... Not if oh. I get the one first. Oh. That egregious fat fuck. God. <laughs> Y'all know I don't get political, but goddamn, I mean... there's so, so For those of you who don't know, there's always been like a rivalry between New York and New Jersey. Fuck New York, fuck New Jersey, back and forth. It goes on like that for years. And it does help the fact that New York City dumps its trash in Jersey. But. Yes, we all know about the uh, Bennies and Guidos. Mm -hmm. But what's gotten things even worse is Governor Chris Christie. And for the last year of his term, he just turned into this useless, wasteful sack of shit. And I'm talking, let's just say, he pretty much makes the rest of the Republicans look good. It's at that point where, you know what, everyone's like, Jersey shouldn't have to put up with that shit. It's that bad, you know? So pretty much, fuck him, you fat, overpaid fuck. That's all I have got to say. Uh, and Rajinator says to me that NYC dropped Snooki in New Jersey. Uh, nope, 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 nope. And that's what's going on right now over in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Okay? So, anywho, we are live today, week of July 11th, 2017, here on the Vogue Network. We are here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2 p.m. Eastern. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merck, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesurge.net. The chat room is Vogue, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash network. And if you have a default IRC uh, chat client and you're not sure if it's there or not, if you click on it, that default chat client will bring you into the chat room. And also, we have Discord. So if you want to join us on there, you can head on over to VogNetwork.com slash Discord. And if you click on that, it'll, you'll get an invite to join the chat. You'll, you'll, be, you'll either log in and chat from the web browser if you already have the application open, it'll bring you right on in. So enjoy and have a good time. And we will have the link for that on our website soon. So, yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, kicking things off um, with how was your week? How was your day? Ari, what's been up, dude? Uh, well, uh, well, today was payday, so I got Yay, a bunch movies. of my bills knocked out. And, you know... K.O. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was more like ka-ching. Oh, that's a good one. 
Yeah, that one, most of it dis- disintegrates before your very eyes, but no. nevertheless. Uh, I've just been feeling fucking burned out lately, just in general. Mm-hmm. Right, let's see. <clears throat> That's right, Great Balls of Fire was uh, this past Sunday. I heard it was pretty, pretty bad. I... Honestly, like... Like, like about a third of the way through, like... We're talking about something, like... Us watching, and... Out of the blue, I get called a hater for talking positively about something I like. Uh, and I just lost all... Just complete emotional detachment from... The pay-per-view, from the room, from fucking everything. Wow. I don't even remember what the... Like, what happened, like... The rest of the card. I, mean, I told sucks. my friend, I told my friends that you know I, I had to get going because, well, I technically did because because it was almost eleven and the pay per view still wasn't over. Mm-hmm. And they said, yeah, you know, I need sleep for tomorrow. But honestly, I was just so bleh. just done with the bullshit. Yeah, I get it. I'm allergic to bullshit, so I totally understand. We yeah, all, I, we I all just have that. I just you know felt so wiped out, so like the heartbroken is a word I might want to use. I don't know. Mm, probably. That's and, a good description. And well, let's see. I just been uh, playing through Night in the Woods on a PS4, and plus I've been. I've been doing some streaming on tw- on Twitch. Okay. Um, you know, Twitch Twitch.tv slash like slash Rockefeller. This week, this last weekend was the uh, Hour of Devastation uh, pre-release for in Magic, and since I couldn't go to that, I just decided to fire up the game and uh, play that for a little while, for a couple hours. Yeah, um, I watched you uh, play on your Twitch for a little while. Oh, I didn't know because. I guess I didn't have my uh, Twitch.tv up itself. I was just playing through uh, through a client, is it? Through um, OBS and mm-hmm. and I was if here. you want help with widgets for that, that'll let you know if you've got new followers and stuff. You hit me up after, and I'll I'll hook you up with the uh, the widget um, uh, moderator, blah blah blah, that I have. It'll have to be tomorrow because I'm probably gonna go right to bed after this because I still need to get up early. Understand no problem. That. <laughs> yep, I was, you know, talking the best I can on the uh, Twitch app on my phone. Eh. But yeah, I'm slowly, very, very slowly, getting more and more people to watch. I think, I hope. Yeah, I wouldn't. As long as you just get up there and do it for fun, then you know. Yeah, honestly, to tell you, uh, most of my videos are me talking to myself and make sewing and making sewing puns that would make my grandmother um, frown at me. So don't feel bad if you don't have any watchers. I have a couple. Like I, I still have like eight or so following me, but only like one or two are on at a time watching. Mm. I know another friend of me on a different um, on a different uh, uh, Skype conversation. He he helped me get like set up initially with it. But other than that, it's just, you know, same shit, different week. I hear that. Sorry if I brought down the mood. Don't worry about it. Not at 
wall. Let's move into happier stuff. Oh, in that case, um, if it'll do this right. There you go. How was your week? How was your day? How you been? Well, I'm back. Um, yeah, and uh, it's been okay. Um, so as I was saying in the chat earlier, when uh, drinks were open, uh, coffee with a side of murder. That's <laughs> been my week. Um, <laughs> so today I just found out I got accepted to a convention um, fashion show, which for those of you that don't know, that's what I do. I'm a fashion designer by trade and an educator. Um, and I teach all about sewing and cosplay and stuff like that. Um, I've also been working a lot on my social media this week, which has taken up so much more of my time. Um, I'm also going to be in a commercial for a convention that I might work for. Um, so keep your eye out if you're in the local uh, East Coast, I think, is usually where, where it shows. Um, for that, fun times. So my week's been pretty busy. Um, overall, uh, it's been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. My brain just has problems handling things, so currently I am just feverishly working on a bunch of stuff for a big event that I'm going to at the end of this month, and then working on cosplay fashion stuff for Otakon itself, and then uh, working on trying to get more, um, uh, I guess, uh, scheduled Twitch streams. Mm -hmm. um, I work on everything from like LED armor um, to sewing and stuff. So that's, I mean, my streams aren't that exciting, but I've been doing them and I'm really happy about it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, and I get to watch a lot of my art friends doing a lot of what they love, uh, to do. So I'm really excited. Um, but yeah, overall, it's just been pretty, uh, eventful to well, say the least, I guess. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Busy bee. Ranma? Well, after saying, you know, I was going to try to go through the whole summer without my air conditioner, oh. I actually threw it in. And I mistook how big it was because I because I mentioned before that there was a security gate in front of my window and I needed yeah. it open so I could push it in. I forget that the air conditioner is about, about an inch or two too tall for the slide in all the way. It could get into a certain extent, but that's just about it. But since the windowsill is kind of like slanted, but the outside base window won't let it go through all the way, but I'll figure it out one way or another. So that's up and running, that's set. Um, I put my, I, never, I didn't get my curtains yet, but I put, I had a, a sheet. So I cut holes in that and ran it through my, um, tension rod and every time I would move it back and forth the damn tension rod would break I mean not break but it would just fall and I keep forgetting it's a tension rod that's not really designed to move for curtains to move back and forth not a standard curtain rod so I'm like I'll deal with that until I decide to replace the rod so it's up there supported some nails we good um that's basically has been it. Oh, and I have yet to set up my new, uh, my other bookcase. That will probably happen over the weekend. So, so there's a couple of games I'm looking for and I want to play, but they're in my stack. And in that, and I don't want to go through that stack unless I have set them, my games up on my on my display. You know what I'm saying? 
And right now, mm, that was some good Coke. Coca-Cola, that is. Cherry Coke. I keep swelling a little. I might have to turn the air conditioner on. Hopefully, it will not interfere with the show, or else I'll be suffering for the next uh, two, I guess, hour and a half. You know. No, I totally get it. I have a fan in my um, in my my area of precious my studio, and so I always have that on. But right now, it's like okay, it's turned off because weird like air noises in my microphone. Since I have a condenser mic, it picks up everything. So it's like nope. Can't have the fan on. See, that's the thing I'm kind of worried about because I think I I ran it last year and I don't think it was that much of an issue. But the way the mixer is acting lately, which I'm probably gonna have to maybe tomorrow after work I'll call Behringer and see if they can replace it or not. If they can't, I'm just gonna see about getting a used um, mixer and replace it with that and see if that works or something like that. You know, the worst case scenario it might be out 20 bucks. No harm, no foul. I have a nice tall uh, tower fan. Well, about three feet tall. Works mm. nice. Yeah, and right now, I'm definitely feeling it, because if I didn't put this this monster air conditioner in the window, that breeze coming in, cross breeze with my open door, it would be great. So. If you could just create a cross breeze nature, that'd be great. I actually pulled, moved the curtain back more, see if I can get a better breeze through here, so. Uh, let's see what's going on. Housekeeping news. Um, no Taki 23 review tonight. We may have a review going up on our website later this week. Um, Wild Spice's sleep schedule is really messed up, so she couldn't be on with us tonight, So, which I completely understand. I mean, we've all had to, Ari, what time do you get up in the morning for work? Five o'clock. Wild Spice gets up around like three. Poor yes. sweet yeah. cinnamon bun. Yeah, but she works from like four to twelve or something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a nice shift and all, but damn, you know, that kind of kills the rest of your evening and so forth. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. So, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. And when we get back, we got some news to talk about. Um, who knows, this might be a short show unless we can get some decent talk out of what's going on tonight. We'll see. Yeah, definitely. Um, Intense conversation to be continued. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So until then, we'll be back.
And yet, I kind of find it hard to believe it took me so damn long to find that song, so... And for those of you who don't know, that is the opening theme from Boku no Hero Academia. And holy shit, that opening theme is amazing. And it's by Porno Graffiti, the same group that did the opening to the first FMA series. I, I actually did enjoy One Punch Man. I watched the, the whole, uh, at least the whole first season <laughs> so far. Um, and I've been reading the manga, and it's I, I really enjoy the story for being uh, another superhero show and, and another superhero graphic novel. It, it's been, like, the character development's really good, even with a character that, like, doesn't give a shit. Like, One Punch Man is, is literally the troll superhero of anime. Um, Ichigo? Yeah. I don't remember mentioning One Punch Man. Oh, I know you were talking about porno graffiti, but wasn't yeah. that the opening for One Punch Man? No, no, the opening theme is, the. I think it's The Hero by Jam Project. Oh, it's The Hero! Yes. I don't know why, but I kept hearing, oh. um, and it might have just been my uh, headphones or something, but I kept hearing the One Punch Man opening song. My bad. Oh, yeah, um, you know what it is? I totally, I think it was in reference to, um... The fact that the anime that song was from is called Boku no Hero Academia. Oh, it's Boku no it. Hero! Yes. Shit! I got it so confused. But I love both of them, so... Yeah, and, um... My bad! <laughs> this and... is what happens when I, when I step away from the computer. But I heard... I don't know why. My brain definitely heard the One Punch Man theme. And I was like, I don't remember it being by Porno Graffiti, but it, it must have been, I guess. Oh, I feel so dumb right now. It's okay. I, I love both of them, and I think that they're both great, actually. I did uh, finish watching the Boku no Hero Academia, um, and that is really good. I haven't seen the second season yet, but a lot of that is a lot of my work doesn't enable me to watch subtitles, so... Gotcha. And, um, and my thing, and I have to say, if you had to do a cosplay from it, you would make an adorable Ochako. Oh, my thank you. I love Ochako. She's like a sweet cinnamon bun. Yes. Should be protected. Um, but I actually love the um, Moth Girl. I can't remember her exact name, but she's the one that's kind of bug looking that has the pink skin. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I think she's really, really cute. Um, even though her outfit is basically a camo bodysuit. Um, mm. And I'm not about that life. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I love Ochako. She's sweet. Um, yeah, I could definitely try and pull her off. Like my friend Rose, she's like a dead ringer for Ochako. If you just look at Aww. her, like if you if she gets the, the right wig and puts it on, just dead ringer for her right off the bat. Really? That's yeah. super awesome. I think I'd have to wear some circle lenses or something though, because she's that innocent and sweet, like kind of moe character in the show, uh -huh. and she she would require like big old anime eyes. Probably so. Doe eyes. She'd require doe eyes. But yeah, I don't know why I thought it was One Punch Man. My brain well, is just... It's the theme, and as Bob Coffey said in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, it's The Hero by Jam Project, and he's telling all of us East Coast mofos to go to the Jam, Pro Jam Project concert Otakon. Oh, I will definitely be there. And oh, you're funny. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to go anywhere. And Rageinator says he's falling behind on anime. Um... Dude, just get I felt a, I felt behind on anime a long time ago. Dude, just get a free sub, free subscription free membership to Crunchyroll. Watch it on this site for free. Just gotta deal with the commercials. That's all. 
It's basically like watching YouTube, Hulu, or um, Netflix. Yeah. Uh, well, like Netflix isn't doesn't have any commercials, but mm-hmm. but it's basically like that. You ha- you have to watch it around advertisements. It's it's like any other TV stuff. But also, you know, now I I don't endorse it. I'm just saying. If you know how to look pretty well on YouTube, there are people who are taking fan subs and throwing them right up there, and not even fan subs, actual subtitled anime and dub stuff. People are up, are ripping and uploading up there to watch. Just saying. Yeah. I, I don't endorse it, but I'm just saying it ain't hard to find. So if you see it, f- watch it quickly because it will get pulled. Just I'm not going to lie. That's how I saw Hamilton. Um, bootlegged? Yeah. Yup. There's, th- there's this big thing for uh, bootleg um, Broadway, so, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, didn't, when, I didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, when tickets cost $2,000 and the wait is over two years long, hold people on, bootleg what? stuff. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. It's not even a lie, though, and that's like uh, nosebleed seats. She's not kidding. Two thousand bucks. Yep. I mean, not for nothing. That's been around for a while. Like my homegirl Lexi, she's kind of hooking up with some Broadway stuff. You know, she 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 got she got a girl. She got a gal. She got she's got someone she knows. Got some hookup. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm sometimes the middleman, as in you know, yeah, I can store it. I I can store it on my server for a little bit, so you can get it and go. And I'm like, hmm, let me see what this is all about. So. Uh, (laughs) But anyway. Yes, yes, yes. Um, enough about that. I think we've kind of ate up enough time. So, Ari, why don't you tell us what the fuck is going on with Pokemon? What the fuck, indeed. It's, it's, it's like how you have the Dragon Ball Z TV series and you have the movies. And it's like the movies run parallel to the TV series and you don't, you don't have to watch either one to know what the fuck is going on. It's like two separate continuities. What the fuck? i just tell you right now, I've become pure sodium type reading this latest development. Mm-hmm. So, the upcoming Pokemon movies are retelling of the Indigo League stories with two glaring omissions and their names are Brock and Misty. Yeah, both might be Ash's most well-known friends, with Misty even appearing in the first episode after what Jump Coming film is named, after I Choose You. Yet in the official site, there are two other random children named Soji and Makoto. Both of them are apparently brand new. As I guess we're supposed to be like, hey, remember these two guys? Like, yeah, like, yeah, Brock and Misty don't appear in the list of characters appearing in the main part of the movie. Nurse Joy does, and some dude with a face full of beard who looks like someone did an old man catch him cosplay. Uh-huh. As well as, is this supposed to be Gary? Maybe. Oh God, they did to him what they what a uh, Tekken did to Hall Rang in Tekken Seven. Good God, that design is terrible. I'll put a link to it up in the chat. He's the. Uh, I orange looking hair dude. Yeah. Have fun gawking at this people. And is it just me? It looks like their starters are not the original one fifty one. Yeah. I yeah, this, mo- Makoto, this movie is taking a shit all over continuity. M- Makoto has like has Piplup as a starter, it looks like. 
They're even showing up in the 20th anniversary images instead of Brock and Misty. Okay, you, what? Like I said, like like I said, maybe it, they said this is a remake, right? A retelling, right? So I want to believe that it's all exists in a completely separate continuity. Maybe, like, like I said at the top of the show, uh, uh, the article about the, you had the Dragon Ball TV and Dragon Ball movies. Maybe they're going to do a series of Pokemon movies that's its own continuity and retelling the different stories in a different way, you know? Maybe this can be the Pokemon with Dragon Ball GT was the Dragon Ball. No! Maybe this is the Pokemon series where Ash actually wins. Maybe this is the Pokemon series where they call him Red and it's based on the manga. No, they, they already did that, and I heard that that th those four parts OVs were were dark. <laughs> if you could see my face right now, it is contorted in all sorts of set in weird, you know, painful directions. <laughs> Honestly, I don't I know which is worse. You. Saying this will be the universe where he wins, or this is- he's red in this universe. Oh. <laughs> I love the sound effects, though. That makes my day. What, you like the sound of me choking on a gallon of my own No, vial? I just like how intense you're getting with it, because I just imagine, like, a kabuki mask of Ari. And, like, your face. No, it'd be like the, uh, mask the hexadecimal war in Reboot. Or, like, every- Oh, yes! Every Every angle or every like time her like something moved over her face, it changed expressions. Like yes, that's like the again. best mask. Oh man, reboot. Uh, yeah, like good times. And when it gets really bad, it, my face just becomes the a mask of the cornet face. Ooh. Like, like, like you're taking out Brock and Misty, two kids who just come out of nowhere. Gary's new design. Fuck this anime. Yeah, it's a little too new for me. It's a little too much like, okay, so we've had like over 20 seasons of ourselves, and now we're trying to reinvent ourselves for the new generation. Hi, marketing. How are you? How can we shove more Pokemon down people's throats? Well, after the first 150, Ichigo stopped watching. And it's, so it's like they're trying to cater to a new target market, and it doesn't, like... Okay, guys. Like, you tried Pokemon Go, it got people out of their chairs for, like, two months, and then they, they were over two it. Months? Okay, it's no, fine. No, it's all right. There are people still running. One of my friends... She... I, I still do it, too. Like, she... I still participate There's in Pokemon There's still Pokemon Go but... events. Like, my our buddy Soulcrash is going to one in, I think, Chicago area? Yeah, my my friend um, Jasmine's going to that one. She's a diehard fan. She's been playing since day one. She was in the beta. She, she actually got tickets. She's flying out there. Good for her. But, I mean, it just shows you, though, that the, the amount of people, though, that are participating is significantly less than when, like, the hype was big. Yeah, yeah, in the early 90s, you're not, like, mid-90s, you're not going to beat that. Yeah. Um, well, I don't mean, like, just the mid-90s, like, Pokemon, Pokemon. I mean also, like, Pokemon Go and them trying to resell it and resell it and repackage it and make it look pretty and shiny and new and then resell it. Uh... So... It's really just marketing. Honestly, it's like the old 80s cartoons that were made to sell toys. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The 30-minute toy commercials. Yep. And the 90-minute Nintendo commercial that was the wizard. <laughs> and we all lost our shit when we found out where to find the first hidden warp whistle. Oh, yeah. Is Veronica Taylor going to be voicing Ash in the English dub? 
probably not. No. Then I'm out. I'm just completely out at this point. Well, you have to understand, was she part of the four kids dubbing group? Yeah. Mm. There, there's no way. There's no way. A man can dream, Canny. <laughs> I know. I don't like, blame what, you. Like, don't let your dreams be dreams! Please stop that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just like, is there any saving grace to this? And like, nope. Fuck this shit, I'm out. Mm -mm. <laughs> Fuck this shit, I'm out. No thanks. You know. Oh, God, what is it with me and negativity tonight? It's okay. Look, we all get, look, we all look, get into look, those look, bouts look, of, of, of upsetness. I, I think that's how it's supposed to be, because on OLR, you got Loki, who's a residential naysayer, doomsayer. He's the residential ranty mofo, you know? But I don't like, you know, speaking of doom and gloom and all that stuff. But you put a little bit of class to it, Ari. See, you, you take your, your, your goblet, you take a sh drink from it, and you just spit fire and brimstone. Take another sip and go, ah, better. See? This is the times See? when I don't say, pour me a shot, you pour me a shot, and I just take the bottle, stick a crazy straw in it, and start sipping. If not you, Mako-chan. <laughs> not them, I'll, I'll take one. See? And if you're, going to, if you're going to go that route, here's the official track. There we go. Honestly, this is how I've been feeling lately, you know? Oh, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I'm just not dealing with half y'all now. All right, then, can we move on from this? Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to pull uh, some girl power out, if that's cool with everyone. Okay. Yeah, sodium types are very dangerous. <laughs> it's okay. I have I have family history of hypertension, so I, I understand the high sodium is very it can be very deadly. So we're gonna maybe go into something that's a little more sweet. Um, okay. Yeah. So for those of you who have been super uh, supportive of the Wonder Woman movement, um, Pat Labor, Kill a Kill, um, or Pat Labor. Kill the Kill, Sword Art Online character designers uh, actually contributed to the Wonder Woman art project um, because the movie is starting to move into Japan and have its first premiere in Japan. The first part of Wonder Woman creators' collaboration project um, is marking that release. It debuted on Friday, and three anime character designers con contributed to uh, the illustration collection of the film's protagonist, Diana, for that project. Um, so, Akemi Takata from Pat Labor, The Mobile Police, Magical Angel, Creamy Mammy, and Urusei Yatsura um, had a few in some multiple styles. Um, there was also Shingo Adachi from Sword Art Online, Wagnaria, and Galilei Donna, as well as Sushio from Kill a Kill, and even Hello Kitty and Takara Tomi's dress-up doll, Rika-chan, um, also partnered up for the first part of the collaboration. The illustrations appear as part of Wonder Woman Art 10 exhibit in the Lumine uh, Est Mall in Shinjuku and Tokyo uh, beginning on July 28th coming up. Uh, people who follow the film's official Japanese Twitter account and tweet with the campaign hashtag will be eligible to win one of the special illustrations by an American comic book artist, Jim Lee, or one of five Funko's pop Wonder Woman figurines. That's pretty the cool. Oh, sorry. No, I'm saying that's pretty cool. I like that. 
That's neat. I like how they're they're trying to promote it. Um, the promotion. I like, I like all these different art styles in Wonder Woman. I like the the variation. I think it 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 gives a lot of of especially since so many people are used to seeing her in the American comic book style, um, with the older generations of her and the newer ones that have come out because of her basically her rebirth, um, and the. Promotion will end, though, at the end of August on the 31st. Um, the collaboration's official website states that the second part of the project is coming soon. So keep an eye out for more stuff and awesome Wonder Woman paraphernalia. Um, Shiori Teshirogi will release the Justice League origin Wonder Woman manga in September in the issue of Akita Shoten's Champion Red magazine. Um, and... On July 19th. And then Metal Gear Solid character and mechanical designer Yoji Shinkawa also contributed to the Japanese release of the Wonder Woman anthology book, which shipped on June 23rd. The film is going to open in Japan on August 25th, and the film opened here in North America on the 2nd of June. so that seems like really cool developments for that. And I hope it all goes over well. And I think, I don't know, I feel like Wonder Woman is going to be much, and I don't want to say this like negatively, but like much better received in Japan. You think so? Yeah, I feel like she will be. And I think a lot of that too is is maybe um, like, there's just a lot of tension in the States about uh, feminism and stuff. Whereas with, like Wonder Woman and things of that nature in Japan. I don't know. I feel like there's going to be a lot more people open to it. It might not be as openly frowned upon. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's where I'm getting that thought from. Not sure though. What do you guys think? I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I hope Japan enjoys Wonder Woman as much as we did. Yeah. See, one thing that kind of bothered me was, no, because what everyone's talking about Spider-Man Homecoming and how it knocked out Iron Man and Wonder Woman. I'm like, well, that Iron Man came out a long time ago, and Wonder Woman came out about a month ago. So both those movies have kind of died down, so I don't really see that you really need to compare it per se, you know? And they're all from the same, like... Like, they're all from the same fandom. Like, why? I don't know. I don't get it. I know that there's a lot of elitism and fandoms and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, it's all for nerd stuff. Why does it have to beat other nerd stuff? Why can't they just all stand as awesome movies? Why does one have to beat another one? Because... because, because we can't have nice things, and that, these are the reasons why. That and <laughs> nerds are always trying to fight each other, being trying to be the alpha geek. Okay. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm like, you know. And as Bob Coffee says, and I chat around live because people are stupid. Thank you, Bob Coffee. Yeah, pretty much. Dude, I'm a little more excited to talk about the movie with people than just like, yeah, your shit sucks, and then like shut him down. Like, oh, yeah. oh by the <laughs> way, Ari, I've seen that picture before. Which one? Ruby oh. Child. I've seen it before. 
He's actually posted it on his official fan pa Facebook page. Oh, I did not know that. Yep. Don't worry about it. Oh, dude. Because I bet you there are people who haven't seen it yet be like, what the hell? Okay, now, uh, moving right along, we're going to talk about one of my... I don't know if you call it one of my fandoms, but I do like the series. Um, <laughs> JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Dim uh, Diamond is Unbreakable. Oh, you wouldn't call yourself a fan, huh, Ranma? I, I'm, I, I'm a fan, but I'm not really deep in the fandom. I don't. I haven't read the manga or anything like that. I'm just you know what? Honestly, I think you can really be a fan without being part of the fandom. There are a lot of fandom cultures that are kind of toxic, so oh, you'd be a fan of JoJo. Oh yeah. Like I said, I'm a fan, but not part of the fandom. Either or, I give zero fucks. I'm enjoying it. But and speaking of the zero fucks, it seems that the live action JoJo movie, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Diamond Is Unbreakable, the film won an award. It won what? the yeah. It won the RTS Audience Award at the Nochato International Fantastic Film Festival, NIFFF NIF, in Switzerland on Saturday. That's so awesome. I know the festival hosted the film's world premiere on July second. Uh, the director, uh, Mike Miike Takashi, and lead actor Takashi Miike and lead actor Kento Yamazaki were there for the screening. It will also be screened at Montreal's Fantasia International Film Festival, which will take place from Thursday, July 13th to August 2nd. And the film will open in Japan on August 4th. The full title of the movie will be called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond Wa Kurenai Daichi Show. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, Diamond is Unbreakable, Chapter 1. Although the staff has not yet confirmed additional installments for the series. Oh, trust me. If it's going to be as if it's going to go over that well, you are going to be able to pull at least three, maybe four films out of this. Yep. What is up with the Josuke's wig or his hair? It, it looks like it's like like it's like wrapped up in plastic wrap and it's like rolled in on itself. You mean like oh, a, you mean the the, the purple cinnamon bun hair? Yeah, the big purple pompadour. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of cosplayers make it, and it is the weirdest hair, but that's JoJo. That's JoJo okay. style. If you've okay. looked at the male styles, the female styles in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, it's bizarre. That's, yes, I gathered that much, but... Look, they, look um, Josuke's best his friend, not Okiyatsu, the other one, they changed his hairstyle for the movie, but... I'm going to go ahead and do a little spoiler, because if you have not seen the series or this uh, chap part four by now, whatever. It seems that you find out in an episode that this part four is flash is episode of flashbacks that runs parallel to what happened in part three, where they're trying to find Dio and defeat him and break the curse on Holly. What you also don't know, what you do find out at the same time, that... um. Josuke has that same curse in him as well. It's falling through that whole lineage, but you don't. You, but old man Joseph doesn't know that. It's just you know. So what happened was, his mom was in the car. She noticed that Josuke was sick, and she was trying to get him to the hospital. And it was snowing. They got stuck in a snowstorm, and what happened was this mysterious old this mysterious man appears. 
and to help them get out of the snow. What happens coincidentally as this is going on, Jotaro defeats Dio and the curse goes away. Young Josuke real, kind of figured out what was going on and he realized that this man saved his life. And, he's, and to honor this man, he does the pompadour hairstyle, which is why you find out in the first episode why he kicked that bully's ass for insulting his hairstyle. Not insulting him, his family, or anything, but his hairstyle. Hair is serious business, apparently. Yeah, I mean, which is understandable if, you, if you're wearing it as a way to, to pay tribute to the person who saved your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Not that what I'm going to say has anything to do with paying respect to hair, but, like, I can't. I'm trying to keep from laughing because of what Regenerator and, and what Bob Coffey are saying in the chat. <laughs> like, Bob Coffey was saying how, like, hopefully the posing is on point, which, if you know the JoJo fandom, it's a thing. In the anime, there's almost, like, a, like photo stop. And then they pose in very, very dynamic and dramatic ways. So, <laughs> we're going posing. But yeah, it is. It does. Um, I, I don't remember if there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure game, Regenerator, um, in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were several I, fighting I, games. I, but I, I feel I, like there was. Yeah. yeah, I can get that. Now, I actually want this have shirt. Have a very eighties feel. Yeah, I do want the shirt. Do you even pose? I want that shirt. Oh, my God. Okay, so there was a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure RPG for Super Famicom in 93. Then there was the fighting game that was on that was in the arcade and PlayStation in 98. And the following year, there was a V2 of that, Heritage for the Future, for Dreamcast. And the game, there's an HD version of it on PlayStation Network and Xbox Live Arcade. I don't know if it's still there. And then there was um, one, a game based on Part 5 for PlayStation 2 in 2002. Then there was another, there was a beat-em-up for PS2 back in 2006. And then you had All-Star Battle, Stardust Shooters, Eyes of Heaven, and Diamond Records. You know, all the Oh, I think I feel like I remember um, either playing, now I didn't have like game systems growing up. They were always at my grandmother's house. I know that sounds really, really weird. Mm -mm. But it's growing up, fine, yeah. I think the first system I ever got was a PlayStation and that was because I somehow convinced my parents that DDR was an athletic tool. Mm -hmm. um, well, that's not incorrect. <laughs> it's not incorrect. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I would always play games at my grandmother's house and I feel like, if nothing else, I heard of the Stardust game. So, I, I can't remember though. And, and my aunt had my had the first Nintendo, uh, the Game Boy with no color, so... Yay! Oh, the big VHS cassette thing with the green skill screen. Yeah, the giant and yeah, yeah green thing. screen. And I think the first handheld system I had was called a Mighty Mouse, mm. and it was a pixelated game. So like Snake and Apple. Was it one um, of those Tiger Electronic things? Yeah, I feel like it might have been, but yeah. So, so yeah, that's that's uh, my gaming. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you like a little Game Boy Advance. So you can have it in your pocket and walk around with it. You know. I have a Game Boy Advance Color now. It um, it was when uh, back in the day when I got uh, the Pokemon Yellow, oh. and I know I sound old. I said the Pokemon Yellow. I'm gonna be saying the Facebook, the Twitch next. But yeah, no, it was back. I have a Rockman um, World game 
that I got while I was in Japan too. Look, Lots of fun. Look, because of Travis Donovan, he kept saying the Vogue Network. Uh, Bobby had to go out and get the domain thevognetwork.com. Okay. No. Yes. No. Oh my gosh. But yeah, no. So yeah, I'm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, if JoJo has more games come out. Um, like they're talking about in the chat, um, and more merchandise come out because. This is basically a, a renewal of it. So, like, I mean, honestly, merchandising, merchandising, merchandising. Um, what a I real money like... from the movie is made. <laughs> exactly. Spaceball is the game. Okay, can we get that, please? But anywho, so, to sorry, the, one of the deals, one of the deals that Mel Brooks made with Spielberg about about uh, Spaceballs is absolutely no official merchandise. Hmm. And as Bob Coffey said, Capcom made a fighting game based on Part Three after Third Strike, and that was the um, the art the, um, the arcade game Bizarre Adventure and the Dreamcast port Heritage for the Future. And as Rageinator says in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com, my first system, well, technically it was my father's, was the Atari 2600. Started playing that in March of 81. I eventually got an NES for Christmas in 87, and that was the only console my parents outright bought for me. Everything else I bought on my own. Yeah, my first was a 2600, then I had a 7800. I had a ColecoVision Atom for reasons being. Um, got the NES, the Super NES, and, and the Game Boy. After that, everything else was on my own. So I got the Game Gear on my own, the N64, the PlayStation, all of that on my own. And I think I had another console. Yeah, I also had a Sega Master System as well. So you sit there and play Hang On all the fucking time. Okay, Rio from Shenmue. What? No, no. <laughs> so, sorry, I was playing through Project Crossing again. and I need to do that. Pro Project Crossing too, and... um. You pair him up with Crom and Lucia, Lucina. Crom mm -hmm. tries talking like he's modern times, like, "What is up, young soldier? How does it hang?" And it's so cheesy, and he thinks he's like, "Like hang? You you want to show me? Let me show you how to play hang on." <laughs> well played, son. Well played. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Like, Rio doesn't. Or Rio, sorry, yeah. doesn't. You know, come out with the. Uh, Old school Sega references like a Sagata Sanchiro does, but he's got he's got a few of them. Okay. Sagata Sanchiro. Sagata Sanchiro. I I kind of like the part where when he appeared and you're playing through uh, Sakura Tyson, him and um what's your name start dancing. I was like, oh, this is so precious. That's a reference to one of the to one of the uh, Sakura Wars commercials. Oh, okay. See that I did not know. Yeah, Sakura and the Sagata playing around and, like. With the Sakura pedals falling over, like Sakura Sun, Sakura Sun, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, Lord. that's what that's reference to. Okay, all right. Uh, now that we got that out of the way, um, now we're gonna talk about so, um, something else. Um, and I think we, we've all did this this weekend, or at least the majority of us. We watched Castlevania the anime. Oh yeah, I saw it this weekend too. It was awesome. It was so good, so good, so. Good. I haven't watched it yet. You need to. Oh my god, you need. I to. heard so many mixed reviews about no, it, but no, yeah, no. Fuck the mixed reviews. Kind of, I'm kind of bummed there was only four episodes in the season. Though. Trevor is just an. He's just a pretentious fuck. <laughs> That's a, well, I mean, well, Trevor. This takes, is, yeah, this takes place like 
before, like during and before Castlevania Three, when uh, his fam, yeah. when the Belmont family's been uh, cast out and excommunicated, and, like believed to be witches and stuff, and then once Dracula, and then according to the game, once Dracula, you know, starts like, starts shit all over Wallachia, mm -hmm. they have to bite their tongues and ask him, ask the Belmonts for help again. Yeah. I mean, also, Rachel, there, don't talk about Captain N. That thing. Masquerading as Simon Belknot uh, is not Simon Belknot. No, let, 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 let us not. No spoilers! Yes, let, let, let us not. Because it was so good, Netflix has said season two will happen with eight episodes. Ooh. And they started streaming the opening movie on Friday, and the episodes, it, oh wow, it was just amazing. Pretty much, if you haven't played Castlevania 3, I do recommend playing it is it is a great game the series the, the series is based off of the third game so it's pretty much the last surviving members of the disgraced belmont clan trying to save eastern europe from extinction and the ha at the hand of vlad dracula tepe himself producer adi shankar announced back in 2015 he was working with fred sabert and kevin Kolde of federator studios on an animated miniseries based on castlevania in particular this story is based on as I said, Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse. The game is set in 1476, and Dracula has Europe under his grip. Trevor Belmont journeys in an attempt to defeat Dracula and enlists the sorceress Cypher Belnades, the pirate Grant Dynasty, and Dracula's own half-vampire son, Alucard. And it seems that the next project that Shankar, that he wants to work on, would be an quote-unquote anime based on Ubisoft's Assassin's Creed. Uh, let's not get too ahead of ourselves, cause cause the movie tanked out. I don't know how you can turn turn that franchise around. God, that movie maybe Assassin's Creed in the Roaring Twenties. Just just imagine, <laughs> imagine a imagine an assassin walk around in a pinstripe suit with the you know the with the wrist weapon un underneath his a uh, you know jacket. You know. I think you're mistaking it for film noir. Okay. Still, still, I loved, like, I love watching. I was, like I said, I was only pissed that there was only four episodes, and the first appearance of Alucard, I thought he was Squish Guy Squiggle from Metalocalypse. Oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> I did recognize some Ooh. things from the game, like, uh, like the the Cyclops fight where you rescue Cypher. Mm. You know, the, the locale was different, but but the same thing was there. You uh. Kill the Cyclops and Cypher, you know, gets turned back into human. Gotcha. Also, the something else is not, you know, communicating the game. All three, the, the three companions that you pick up throughout the game, though the game only lets you have one at a time, like, canonically, all four of them, you know, teamed up against Dracula and fought him at the same time. I don't know how, I don't know how or if they're going to uh, implement that in the next season, but. It's something I'm looking forward to. Mm. And yeah, Bob Coffee is right. Sub use, sub weapon use in the Netflix show is on point. I did like they actually gave like a bit of a that, like a backstory to what why the fuck is all this shit's happening? So, well, you know, again, honestly... it's again it's a straight from the Castlevania lore, and yet the See, first episode sets you up to me, sets up Dracula's you know highly sympathetic. Huh. 
not just the Castlevania anime. Like, the animation I heard was questionable by some folks, but other people loved it. They, To me, though, overall, like, for their general, like, grade of, of quality of, of different anime they've been putting out or working with studios to do, I, I've actually enjoyed it. Um, so I hope that when I watch Castlevania, it's really good. Um, but, you know, my high, my expectations aren't, aren't super... They're average. Like, I'm... I'm happy to watch it. If I like it, I'll be happy. But if I don't like it, then I won't be disappointed. Hmm. I think some people are just uh, hating on it because it was only four episodes. You know? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, that bothers me, but, you know, I can get over it. Yep. Alright. So right what's away. next? Um, it's going to tell us about this animation studio that kind of bit the dust. So... Sorry, Charlie. Ichigo. Ichigo. Oh, sorry. I muted my mic um, okay. on myself. Um, yeah, unfortunately, speaking of animation studios and Netflix succeeding in animation and doing better, um, unfortunately, animation studios have been suffering um, just in Japan in general. Um, the corporate... Credit Research Market and Market Research Company. Wow, that's um. Say that ten times fast. <laughs> no, thank you. Tekoku Data Bank reported on Friday that animation studio Artland ceased operations as of June 30th, and the company has hired a lawyer to handle its post-operation affairs. The company lists Artland's debt as 298 million yen, or about 2.62 million U.S. dollars, as of the end of December 2016. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase, cheese. The late anime director Noboto Ishiguro established Artland in 1978, and the stu studio has produced such iconic anime as The Super Dimension Fortress Macross, Megazone 23, The Legend mm -hmm. of Galactic Heroes, and... It's most like one of its more recent pieces, Mushishi. Yeah, I've heard of. I've I've definitely heard of those. I mean, we've all heard of Macross, so. Yeah, Macross and the Legend of Galactic Heroes and Mushishi. Yeah. Um, the company incorporated in 2006 and became a subsidiary of Marvelous. At this time, it produced such anime as Mushishi and, if you haven't heard of it, Karakio Hitman Reborn. In 2010, Marvelous splits. Artland into its right hold, rights holding company and an actual animation studio. And the student studio recently worked as uh, late as 2015 on Komori-san's Can't Decline series. Um, Artland was working on the current airing of Seven Mortal Sins anime, which is actually a Netflix anime. Um, and it was slated to have 12 episodes. The show's 10th episode aired on June 23rd and the recap episode 10.5 aired on June 30th. The show's 11th episode is slated for Friday. Hmm. Uh, Tokoku Data Bank listed that the company's uh, annual income as of November 2013 was about 260 million yen, or about 2.29 million U.S. dollars. But in December 2016, the annual income was only 21 million yen, or about 184,000 dollars. Um, Tekuku Data Bank explained that even though the company continued to make popular work, such as Mushishi, Artland's outsourcing costs comprised almost 90% of its production costs, and the company continued to accrue debt. 
Emon Animation Company announced in June 2016 that it was investing in the studio for the purpose of strengthening its anime production capacity, and Emon Animation Company had bought 51% of the stock in Artland and planned to restructure the whole company. Um, Emon is a Japanese branch of Howliners, an animation brand based in Shanghai and a subsidiary of Shanghai Howliners Cultures Media Co. Limited. Um, yeah, unfortunately, it seems like a lot of animation studios are suffering now, especially with the way that animators are paid um, and the living conditions and things like that. Um, there's just a lot of history with different studios. I'm not mm -hmm. surprised that this studio is closing, but also, I, I, unfortunately, in the future, I see more. And it's really sad to say that, but that's, I mean, that's what it looks like is happening. All right, and now that we got that out the way, um, we're going to go ahead and open the Skype line. So if you have any questions about tonight's broadcast, um, if you have any questions for us, uh, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session on Skype. All calls are cut to two minutes due to time constraints. So while that's up and running, we have strange news from Japan. Oh, Mako. Yeah. Don't you ever realize whenever she's not around, she knows how to really fuck with our heads with these news articles? Yep. She knows it's because she doesn't have to listen to them. I don't know, the last time she did this, she regrets not being here for the, on for that episode. Wow. Alright, so I, I kind of want to take the last article so you two can duke it out whoever does the first two. Ladies. I will take the first one. Let me load it up. Uh, if you get hot in the summertime, uh, there's proof that it's not just guys in Japan. Um, so, it gets a little hot. And for those of you who've been looking at the summer weather in the U.S., uh, it can get as hot as 120 degrees. That's the temperature it was in Arizona. Ooh. But in uh, Shizuoka, near Shizuoka Station... Uh, a 43-year-old woman was arrested for stripping down to her skivvies outside of the station. Police have arrested an unemployed 43-year-old woman for committing an indecent act after she stripped down to her underwear outside of J.R. Shizuoka Station on Saturday. She was unemployed? What a surprise. According to police, the incident occurred in the plaza in front of the station's north exit around 1.40 p.m. Fuji TV reported that the woman, Junko Miyagawa, took off her shoes, her pink short sleeve polo shirt, shirt, and her long black pants. Sorry, there's a spelling error in the article. Leaving her clad in only her bra and panties. Uh, police at a nearby Koban were notified and arrested Miyagawa, a resident of Numazu, as she was about to go up the station escalator. Miyagawa was quoted by police as saying she was hot and wanted to cool off for a little while. According to the Japan Meteorological Agency, the temperature at the time was 29.8 degrees, and they actually work with Celsius, not Fahrenheit. So in the U.S., I think that's probably like uh, 80 or 90 degrees. That's like 100-something. 80 100 degrees. 85.6. Oh. Yeah. So, Sorry, that was off. No, that's all right. It, it usually, like, I usually multiply it by three, so it was about 30 degrees there, so it's about 90 degrees here. Um, but yeah. So, I remember the formula for it. Nine I didn't know if there was one. 
Nine yeah, C divided by five, all like, and then add thirty-two to that number. Mm -hmm. Oh, I just multiply by three. Yeah, you do that. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So uh, I don't think eighty-five to me is actually pretty comfortable out here. But yeah, yeah. But when you mentioned uh, Arizona and one twelve, I don't know if you saw pictures, but people's garbage bins were melting. So not just garbage bins were melting, street signs were melting off of cement, um, garbage cans were melting, you could fry eggs on the pavement. Um, I saw yeah. a video of this one dude, you know, using a using a manhole cover as a uh, hot plate. Yeah, if you've oh. ever uh, watched um, the, the Day After Tomorrow or Perfect Storm, like, and you saw the guy who gets the um, almost instant uh, uh, sunburn from having his arm out the window, like, that's what the temperature is like. <laughs> so, it's hot. Well, you know, that's all I gotta say. Alright, so, anywho, Ari. Mm -hmm. Woman turned away three times by police after confessing to killing her husband. You would think that they would be like, you did what the first time around? Yeah. A woman who turned herself into police in Tokyo three times, confessing that she had killed her husband, was sent away each time by police who didn't believe her. <clears throat> At around noon on June 9th, Kinuko Wakui, like Wakui, 53, who lives in Saitama City, visited a police box in Tokyo's Kita Ward and said she murdered her husband, Fuji TV reported. The officer on duty took no action and advised her to go home. Wakui then... Wakui then went to a Akabani police station about 30 minutes later. However, the officer on duty apparently did not believe her and told her to leave without making any attempt to check her story. Wakui visited the station again the next day, but police said they thought she was lying and again told her to go home. Two days later, she told the same story to a staff at a hospital she was visiting to be treated for a chronic illness. Saitama Prefecture Police were then alerted by the hospital and went to the woman's residence where they found the body of her 70-year-old husband. Wakabe was arrested on June 15th with suspicion of abandoning a body. Police quoted her as saying she had beaten her husband to death. Lovely. This week, Tokyo Metro Police Department issued a statement in which they apologized and said, we should have immediately confirmed the facts of the woman's confession and will take preventative measures to avoid such incidents in the future. Mm. So I guess apathy is not just a Western thing, huh? Yeah. This this job be this job be great if for the fucking people. <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I've said that. Honestly, the cops in Springfield seem less corrupt than these people. Uh. I don't think it's corruption so much as like. Unfortunately, it's it's always a problem of like hysteria, and and if you come into a police station and you look like you're mentally unstable, sometimes police don't take you seriously. And mental health, while it does have a like a stigma in America, it's much much worse in Japan. Mm -hmm. uh, like one of my friends who actually takes like psycho um, anti stimulants, I am like she she used to take the the really heavy drugs for her her antipsychotics issues. Yeah, antipsychotics. And um, she had to wean herself off of them because she's going to teach English in Japan and she's having to figure out, you know, a non-drug-related way to handle that. So 
they take it very seriously there. Um, you can get arrested for having Sudafed, I think, or any over-the-counter medicines that aren't certain prescriptions or stuff like you can get here in the States um, that they have heavily monitored over in Japan. If you have that on you, they will, like, pat you down. They'll frisk the crap out of you um, and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm partially not surprised that this happened, but at the same time, like, just at least have a deputy, like, follow up on it. Just be like, okay, ma'am, you know, if they don't believe her, have a deputy in his backup. Go look it up and see if it's real. And if so, then arrest her. Like, let her hang out in the station until you get your stuff together. Sounds about right. And so we get down to the final article tonight. Yeah. Wow, that's all I gotta say. It seems that uh, this, uh, there, a Tokyo company plays a specific theme for workers every day to cut overtime and to boost productivity. It seems, that, but here's the thing though, and overtime is a common part of the Japanese workday. Companies don't necessarily want employees staying at the desk for hours after, the, after quitting time. Recent incidents have raised Japanese society's awareness about the health risks of a habitual overwork, and from an efficiency standpoint, employees who are resigned to being stuck at the office till late at night probably aren't going to be putting much effort in getting their tasks done in a timely manner. To help cut down on unneeded potential and harmful overtime its employees are doing, residential construction company Mitsui Home has started playing a special piece of music in certain departments of its Tokyo headquarters at 6 o'clock, the official end of its workday. Other companies have introduced similar measures, but instead of relaxing chimes, they play a specific song. And I am going to play that for y'all right now. If it'll load. Oh, God. Yes. Did they end up with, like, people running down and up the stairs again? Like, raising their hands over their head? Or, like, in their gym sweats? Like, what? What? If these people suddenly teleport to the art museum in Philadelphia and run up the stairs, I will yep. get the next plane out to Tokyo tonight. <laughs> Why fly up to just Tokyo? Just jump, just jump into a teleporter. Yeah. Right. That's even better. Once the familiar notes of this song, in case you don't know, it's the theme from Rocky, better known as Gonna Fly Now. Okay. Well, Regenerator's talking about some alternative songs. He said it could be worse. It could be Rick Astley or Millie Vanilli. However, with Rick Astley, though, the message of that song is never going to give you up. We're never going to let you down. So I feel like that would encourage more overtime, yeah. not quite do the exact thing they're looking for. Exactly. Once the familiar notes of this song begins to play, employees stand up at their desks and tell their co-workers whether they'll be working overtime that day or not. Those sticking around receive advice from their supervisor about the best way to tackle their remaining objectives for today or offers of help from any of their colleagues willing to pitch in. 
By musically punctuating the end of the standard workday, the Rocky theme was chosen to help employees who might have just been going through the motions mentally change gears. Some realize they've accomplished enough for today and feel comfortable heading home while others get a boost of energy from the rousing movie anthem, which helps them power through the rest of their work with enthusiasm. What? Yeah. I mean, uh, well, you know, it also has to do with, like, I don't know. I feel like it also kind of fits the the idea of the way that their, their education is structured, mm -hmm. too. Maybe. Like, but the way that a lot of the culture is structured is around, like, timeliness and, and being on time and schedules. So it's not surprising that having... And there's scientific you know, backing to music and stuff, being very positive. Um, in recent years, there's been a lot of businesses, not just in Japan, using music. But that's that's kind of neat, but at the same time, I don't know, I feel like that specific song is kind of ridiculous. But I do hope that they're paying copyright use for it. I do hope. I don't see why not, so... I don't know if I heard something like that. I I'd be kind of like, yeah, let's get it, let's get it going, you know. But, <laughs> I don't know. That might have the opposite effect. I might, I might think my boss is trying too hard. I'm like, oh god damn it! And I was just gonna be sitting at my desk doing very little and just racking up overtime hours. <laughs> right, time and a half. Well, I feel like uh, I get the, the, the message behind it. Like, they're trying to get less people to spend, like, to... We get those slumps in the day, and that's at any job you're at, where you just, like, 2 p.m. at 4 p.m., you just start to feel like crap, that's and you what... just kind of, like, I need my second cup of coffee, exactly, or I need a nap. Exactly, exactly. Um, or right after lunch, when you're, like, consuming everything within your within your stomach, and, and you're just tired at AF. Um... I feel like it's a good message, but I feel like there are also going to be more ways to handle it. And I hope that it continues to be a thing. I think, again, talking about mental health, it's a mental health thing. Like, it's good. It's kind of prepping people to end their day. Mm -hmm. So I hope that we see more positive stuff like that. Yeah. To quickly wrap up, the an internal study by the company revealed that since the system's introduction, overtime has been reduced by over 20% in departments that play Gone Fly Now at 6 p.m., Proving that the thing can make people not only ready to punch out heavyweights, but punch out of work, too. Oh, that's awesome. And I don't know if you a lot of places over here would love a <clears throat> system like that because it means, you know, let you know smaller salaries to pay, which is always good because they treat salaries as an ex another expense to, you know, minimize. Mm -hmm. now, I don't well, know. no, it's okay. Go ahead, Rama. Well, I was going to say, um, I don't know if you saw because when you mentioned um, mental health, there was, I shared it last night on my private Facebook, um, there was an article where an employee, she emailed her boss saying she needed to take a sick day from mental yeah, health. Yeah, and, and he her, was super supportive yeah, of it. He, it was awesome. Not something you hear, uh, yeah. <clears throat> not something you see a lot of nowadays. Yeah, and it's like, it was like a reminder for him, and I think that was a good thing, you know? Well, honestly, people who overwork themselves do make themselves... Like, there is historical and scientific data of being sicker, having less immune systems, having less energy, being less productive. So, kudos to good businesses doing that, and boo to businesses who don't. Yeah. 
So, you know what? Let's take our final break and continue to, to boo those, those evil companies. How does that sound? Wait, what? No. Oh, okay. I, okay. It seems that when I did the playlist last night, I didn't put the, the closing songs where they were supposed to be, but I just did. So... Oops. No, because I had so many tracks that I got kind of confused, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Everything is set now, so... We'll be back.
Wait, what the hell just happened? Winamp went into business for itself? No, I think when I was putting, when I was rearranging the playlist for the, for the following week. Oh, I, okay, I see what happened. When I did the 4th of July episode, I swapped out the ending tracks. That's what happened. Okay. And you know what? It's a good thing I actually have the, the window over all those tracks because I had to double check something earlier. Um, fuck. Is this the track? Is this it? No, that is not it. Uh, come on. Is this it? Yep, that's it. I'm going to put this right where it belongs, which is here. And the next thing I'm going to do, I am going to save this playlist so I know to have it to work off of for next week so all the songs are there. Is this it? We can blame it all on Rama. I will, I will reach through this Skype line and I will punch you, <laughs> Akane. Don't make me get my my vodka mallet out. I will make you eat your own cooking. I don't mind. Good, it'll be you going to the hospital and not me. Keep. No, I've actually gotten a lot better. Oh, Lord. It's not that miracle water, because that doesn't count. Well, we did just watch the episode on the um, the magical cure. Oh. The Hoppasai episode. Oh, Lord. Hoppasai's last days. Oh, yeah. Lord. Enough of that. If you like what you heard, tell a friend, they turn to another friend, and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, we're independent podcasters, and we do this for the fun of it. So if you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up because we are here to believe you. Uh, check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post all of our convention links to our convention videos, our convention photos, cosplay uh, re uh, tutorials, convention reports, and all that good stuff. Um, we have our re most recent um, convention report up from CloverCon from Mako-chan, so check by, swing by AnimeJamSession.com and check it out. And we also post our podcast here on Friday on or later in the week. Hopefully I should have it up by tomorrow. We'll see. Um in the meantime, you can check out our podcast on various sites such as Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry Groove, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and the VOG Network forums. Um some of those sites, you know, you can give five star reviews. If you could be so kind to hook us up with one, that would be awesome. Thanks. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, where we post all of our convention videos, so check that out. Twitter.com slash AnimeJamSession. Follow us there for updates on our website, Facebook page, and other information that you might want to check out in the in need-to-know basis. Cool. And our Facebook page, facebook.com slash AnimeJamSession. I just want to say to all of our fans out there, thank you so much for liking and supporting us. As long as you continue to like our page, our social media sites, We'll continue to bring you more content, and that's what we're all about. And we are not the only geek podcast here on VOD Network. Um, you might want to check out the Stubble Power Coupling Podcast, the Geek Card, the Bobby Blackwolf Show, On Challenge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gun Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, and Hooked on Bond. So we're going to go around the room, 
Last words, Ari. I also took part in a free Slurpee day at 7-Eleven. Me too. But all they gave out were the kid-sized ones. That's what they're supposed to do. I, I figured as much, but it was still disappointing. Mm. Last words, Ichigo. Well, I am having a great time. I'm going to get back to working on my fashion stuff here. Um, yeah, if you want to catch up with me, I'll probably be on Twitch stream tomorrow, but good night, y'all. Uh, my last words. Um, I think I'm going to have some more iced tea and kind of relaxing because I got to get up early for work. So, yeah, that's going to be fun. So, that is it. End of list. And before I get out of here... I want to tell y'all to check out um, another podcast. Uh, they did a live show the same time as us, so you might want to check them out on YouTube. Uh, Convention Attention. This week's episode is Con Survival 101, so check them out on YouTube, and you can find them on Facebook under Lost Silver Productions. So that's it. I'm out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Perfect. We're out of here. This podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressed on the show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!